0: Hello, my name is Anita Eliason. I'm a senior business advisor with the Massachusetts Small Business Development Center. And I serve as the um, president of the New England Veterans Chamber of Commerce Board. I am so thrilled to have with me today the author of the E-Myth Chief Financial Officer, Fred Parrish, who is coming to us from the Dallas, Texas area. You know, we promised when COVID-19 hit that we would gather the great minds in our country to speak to our veteran and civilian-owned businesses to help them through these trying times. And Fred has got an extensive experience. And what is remarkable about him, and you'll see this in a moment, is that he has experience From startups from um, lower positions all the way up to CEO and multi-billion dollar corporations and he is passionate about distilling all of that information down so that small business owners on Main Street in our country can benefit from that particularly this difficult time so Fred I can't thank you enough for being here
1: Well, thank you. That's a very kind uh, opening. I appreciate that. Um,
0: You are probably iconic in training the businesses you work with to look at the reality check of what their situation is and to use some predictive tools to figure out where they're going and also to make changes. It distills down to a plan, evaluate, and modify strategy. Can you please um, let us know all about that?
1: Yeah, sure. The idea in that basically speaks to the idea that unless and until you know what the problem is, That's the planning piece. You have to analyze. You have to look at where you are, identify what the problems are, and, again, explain to yourself and your team, if the company is large enough to have a management team, what the problem is, problems are, and then develop a plan for addressing those. You can't develop a plan until you know what the problem is. You can't develop a plan until you know where you're starting from and where you want to go in the end. And so we develop the plan around those particular items. Now most of the time, small businesses, and and frankly in my experience, even uh, mid-market size companies, uh, they'll, they'll do a strategic plan and you know, they'll get their people together and talk through certain things they want to do and maybe even identify some of the tactical um, issues that need to be addressed to accomplish that plan. What they don't do normally is quantify that strategic plan. Because in my experience, Every decision and every action is a financial decision and a financial action. Now, it may be direct, it may be indirect, but every decision you make in a small business, especially, results in a financial outcome. And so, if you do not have the financial component of any plan, whether it's strategic plan, whether it's a daily plan, weekly plan, monthly plan, doesn't matter you have no objective way to evaluate anything that's going on around you because the numbers are what drive the business. And without those numbers, you have no idea how you're performing relative to how you thought you should. And so you've got to get comfortable with the accounting data. And I don't mean you have to necessarily understand how to read it, or that you necessarily uh, need to understand how it's even uh, brought together. But you need to understand what it is telling you about how the company is operating and what that means for the future based on whatever actions you're going to be taking over time. So that's the plan component. The evaluate component is where we look at the plan We went through, we put together a good plan, we know where we're headed, uh, we know how we think we're going to get there, nothing ever turns out the way you think it is. And uh, no one can forecast the future perfectly. In fact, most of the time we're pretty bad at it. But what we can do is look at the plan and then compare the actual results to the plan. Look at where The actual results differ from the plan and then decide is that an issue that Is the result of us managing something differently than we thought we were going to manage it. Or is it the result of something that has changed in the inherent nature of the business, the way we're operating or something in the market that we can't control. The answer to those questions will really determine what you do about it. So, if the answer is we thought we were going to get certain outcomes and our plan, I mean, excuse me, our uh, actual results are different uh, from that plan and it's the result of management, it could be that we did much better than we thought we were going to, and certainly could be the opposite. Regardless, uh, we want to know the answer. And if it's a management issue, then if it's a favorable outcome, then we want to do more of that. And if we can, we'd want to do more faster. If it's an unfavorable outcome, then we want to know what it is that we didn't do the way we had hoped we would, and then change that and get back on track if it's a market issue or some inherent change in the way the company is operating then we have to change the plan to match reality because what we don't want to be doing is looking at a plan that doesn't match reality and we're looking months down the road or maybe even a couple of years down the road and we're looking at bad information and then the modified piece of that plan evaluate modify cycle is to Do just that, change the plan or change what it is that we're doing in executing that plan to get us back on track. So it's really that in a nutshell.
0: Fred, with what frequency should someone be doing this? You know, they evaluate and they understand the changes need to be made. How frequently does a business owner need to be looking at their data?
1: That's a great question. And it, there are normal cycles for uh, those kinds of reviews, and it, it depends on the level of review. A lot of people like to look at doing a strategic plan once a year. Then you do the review of that strategic plan quarterly, right? and then for us we look at the financial performance on a monthly basis so we have our plan we forecast what we think our performance is going to be and then when we close the books each month we do that what's called a comparative analysis we'll look at the dollar variance we'll look at the percent variance and we look some trending things uh, and it, it just gives us a tremendous amount of intelligence about what's going on in the business. And you can do it really very quickly if you follow a particular process. Now, from an operational perspective, you can get some leading indicators, some advanced notice on even a weekly or daily basis. If you, do, uh, if you put together what I call a flash report and you develop three to five metrics that you wanna track every day or every week, just depending on how much it takes to accumulate that data. And then what you do is you watch that over time and you watch for trends. If something is going up or going down, depending on whether that's good or bad, you're getting an indication of what is happening. For example, let's just say we look at a restaurant. Restaurants are really struggling right now. So if we look at a restaurant, one of the metrics might be, um, uh, you know, um, diners per day. Uh, Another one might be revenue per, uh, per customer, maybe revenue per table. You can look at these things, and again, if you do that every day, and in a week, that information starts to develop a trend. And certainly over multiple weeks, that's going to give you an advanced indication of what is happening on a longer trend. And it's interesting because you can see in a chart that is very jagged in the very short term, but when you look at it on a much longer time frame. It smooths all that out and you get a very general uh, trend, either up or down. And that is, again, it's a leading indicator of where that uh, business is going and you can start to adjust the way you see the plan on a much higher level, much longer term. And so you're always adjusting the plan based on what you're seeing in those cycles daily, or weekly on the flash report those metrics those operating metrics monthly for the financial review quarterly for that uh, strategic plan review and then annually the development of that strategic plan that's the normal cycle uh, that i've always uh, worked with
0: when you make a change to your operation or your offering or whatever you may do in the business, how long does it take for that change to reflect itself in the financials? You know, I had a client the other day who made some changes to some menus, menu items that they were offering. And what, what we're always wondering is, how long does it take for something to kind of grab hold and actually have an impact? Well,
1: it, it, uh, should be fairly, uh, immediate. It, I mean, it depends on what it is, certainly. If you're looking at, uh, let's say, for example, if you have, um, a large space, again, let's talk about a restaurant. If you have a particular square footage and you've been able to work out a, um, an arrangement with your, uh, landlord, and you were able to cut that space in half, well, you're not gonna see the result for at least a month when you make that next payment. But if you are adjusting your menu or you're adjusting your pricing or you're adjusting a strategy about how many customers you're going to be serving a day, you will see that immediately. You will, and you will start to see that trend change over the next two or three or four days and you'll, you'll see very, very quickly what's going to happen. So it it does depend on exactly what it is you are looking at and what changes you've made. And so I think that the answer is uh, really some aspects will be very, very quick. Some will be a little bit longer term, but somewhere between there, you should start to see those changes occur. If you're changing your strategy, again, we're talking about a restaurant. It might take a couple of months to see if, for example, a strategy of uh, dining outside versus dining in in the restaurant itself, uh, delivery or takeout, that might take a little bit longer, a few weeks, and over maybe a two- or three-month period of time, you can see how all that starts to shake out because the first month or so, if you're developing a new system or a new strategy, there are Uh, things that will need to be done that you're probably not going to be quite as efficient as you might be after a little bit longer period of time. So it, it can vary, but you should start to see things happening fairly quickly if you are making changes intended to increase revenue or affect that revenue per event, whatever that is, Uh, you should be able to see that uh, pretty quickly as long as you're tracking your numbers uh, on a regular basis, right? Um, If you're in a business where you are only billing once a month, you're not going to know until you do your billing. But again, a restaurant or a retail shop or some uh, business that is seeing uh, transactions on a really an hourly basis, you could see that impact even uh, in a day if you have good enough information to do that comparative.
0: Yes. And what do you feel about businesses sharing goals or financial information with their team? Because that that's getting to be stressful as well, because we've got the owners working very hard in the business, usually with a limited team. And sometimes it's hard to convey the importance of what's going on when everyone isn't fully aware of what's going on in terms of the financials. What has been your experience of the power of sharing with the team or versus the opposite of just sort of holding those numbers to confine to the owners?
1: Yeah, my, my experience is absolutely give your team the information they need, to gauge what they are doing and how that relates to the goals, the targets, those expectations. Now, what I would say about that, most small business owners certainly do not want to hand out a P&L to all their people. So what we do, is we create reports rather than on a dollar basis, we create those based on a percentage basis. And what I mean by that, rather than talking about, we need to have, let's just say, a $5,000 per month increase in revenue in order to get to break even or some profit level. You, rather than $5,000, you can show that in a percentage. We need a, let's just say it's $100,000, we need 5,000, that's 5%. So we are looking at a 5% increase in revenue. And you can report what those changes are in percentages. Same thing with gross margins, same thing with payroll costs, food costs, if we're still talking about a restaurant. Put things together in a way that conveys information and provides clarity but you're not giving away uh, a lot of confidential information that you might otherwise not want to make public.
0: I think that's, that's a, that's a great idea. That is really, that's a great, great idea that that's a good one. (laughs) And that's a really, really good. (laughs)
1: Good. That's,
0: that's a good one. Um, When you talk about a strategic plan, we have a lot of companies that do strategic planning. Very often, it's not done from the reality check of the present though, which is interesting. It's, it's very forward looking. It doesn't necessarily take into account the current status. Can you speak to ways to um, move forward being informed by the present situation?
1: Yeah, and I think again, that is, well, first of all, when, when we do any kind of planning, uh, we always will do the initial work, and then we'll step back and, and look at that and say, does that make sense at all? Is that, is that real? Can we actually increase revenue 100%? People, unless it's a very unique situation, uh, you're just not going to accomplish that in, in a year, unless it is completely unique. If it is um, not, if it doesn't make sense, then we go back and change it. Okay, so yeah, that revenue, there's no way we're gonna grow 200% this year. So we go back, go back through the process, we adjust that and we step back again and look at it and say, now does that make sense? Do a sanity check on everything and this is not a once and done proposition. And that's why getting back to the plan, evaluate, modify cycle, that is a continuous cycle. Because you're always wanting to look at that plan and say, does that still make sense? If it doesn't, find out why and make the adjustments. Again, either in the way we are operating or change the plan. If the world changed, so for example, if one of our clients had developed a plan last December for this year, which I will tell you they, they all have because that's what we forced them to do, force in a loving way. Um, when March came around, that plan was completely out the window. Okay, now the world is different. What are we going to do? And now it has been literally a constant evaluation and modification over months, because here's, here's the problem with a plan that isn't reviewed on a regular basis. And that's why I just, I never use the word budget, never. A budget is a, a static document that does you no good, usually a few weeks into it. it. You don't even look at it anymore because it's so far off reality. So what we want people to do is look at their plan as a dynamic rolling forecast that is changing constantly. Because that's the reason most people don't make plans is because they say, well, it's going to change tomorrow. Well, of course it is. But how do you know where you're going based on what you know today unless you put that plan together? understanding that tomorrow or next week certainly next month something's going to be different and you have to make the change in the forecast the reason being if you are forecasting your operations which should, should then also produce a cash forecast if you don't change your forecast and as let's say our forecast is headed this way And our actual is headed this way, and we continue looking at this. You see how much distance there is between reality? Another example, we shoot a rocket at the moon, we're off by a half a degree. We're going to miss the moon by thousands of miles. So we're always adjusting for what we know today. Tomorrow, the world may be different and we will adjust to that world. So that we're always looking at what we expect based on what we have currently in terms of how we see the business operating and what we expect to happen in the future.
0: Yeah, that's really, really interesting information. we need to be respectful of your time and we are so appreciative of you sharing, you know, as the um, founder and CEO of the profit experts, I know you have some wonderful tools and I, I am just thrilled to tell everyone listening that you have offered those tools to our listeners at no cost to them, which is amazing. Your book, which is absolutely life altering for people who own a business Absolutely. Thank you. And also you have created an app. And what's so interesting is that you're always talking about finances as a prediction, you know, as a tool for prediction, as long as we're looking at the present accurately. And you've now created an app that you are allowing our audience to utilize for 90 days, which will definitely give them the information that they need to get us out of you know, the breakdown lane and, and into, the, into the lane. Can you please tell us a little bit about that and how we can use it most effectively?
1: Sure, yes, and, and just right out of the, the box here, uh, 90 days is plenty of time for someone develop, to develop a new plan and to evaluate for a couple of months and make sure you have a good direction. If you never want to use the software going forward, that's your choice, but that will give you a good view of the future. So the profit beacon is is the name of the software, and effectively it is an automated CFO I can now I understand the software better than really anyone, but uh, just to Tell everyone how easy it is to use. It integrates with QuickBooks, and I'm I'm sorry, but only QuickBooks. Any version, online, desktop, any version of QuickBooks. Uh, which you know, 85% of all small businesses use QuickBooks anyway. I can go from zero, which is setting up a brand new user, creating a brand new company, loading data from QuickBooks, adjusting a couple of assumptions. And create a two year PNL monthly PNL two-year weekly cash flow in a fully dynamic model with 10 different reports all the analytical reports, you need in as little as eight minutes. It oh the God. software does all the analysis. It determines what is fixed. What is variable categorizes all the different GL accounts and creates that forecast. And then you have the ability to go back and create any kind of what-if type uh, scenarios you want to. We call them projects. Uh, And it really just steps you through all of that information. If you need help, we hold weekly uh, work group sessions on GoToMeeting. All you have to do is find one that you want to go to. Come on there. No charge. Just come on, ask questions and we'll go through whatever it is that you need. Uh, we provide uh, as much hands-on support for our, our users as humanly possible. Because really, 98 plus percent of all business owners, small business owners, and uh, for that matter, large business owners, have very little financial management background. Because um, I'm a recovering accountant, and uh, people like me normally don't go into business unless they're providing accounting and tax services. They don't like going out and talking to customers. They don't like, uh, you know, doing much of anything with people. I mean, we're all kind of introverted and like to sit in a corner and pound on a keyboard and do debits and credits and tax returns. So that, therefore, most business owners either know how to sell something, so they're sales oriented, or they are technical people who know how to produce something, whether that's a product or a service. Very, very few have any kind of financial management or training in their background. And so they're left to struggle with that accounting data and try to make decisions based on information that, frankly, they don't understand. And... Half the time, their accountants don't really understand it either. They can understand the debits and credits, and they can file a tax return, but they cannot tell you where you're going or how this change today is going to impact your company six months or a year from now. So it's important to have a tool that can do all that for you because, frankly, I don't mean to offend anyone. Uh, It's not an indictment of anyone's intelligence or good intent. But I know very, very few CPAs or accountants who have ever run anything outside of their own accounting practice. So if they're trying to give you advice about how to run your business, ask them what kind of experience they have in doing it. And then go find someone that has different experience or better experience. There are those that do. Not saying there are never any, but I'm vast majority of the time. They have no experience outside that. Now they understand the numbers. but again, turning that data into intelligence is the key. And that's really what the software does. Uh, so if anyone wants to give it a shot, i um, more than happy to help you do that. And um, let's see if we can make some, some changes and give you some. Uh, some direction, and give you the ability to predict what those outcomes are going to look like before you ever pull the trigger on a decision.
0: I, I think that's an extremely generous offer, and I think that, again, it takes um, a tool that you've developed from an incredible resume of experience and it really brings it down to what you know a regular business owner I would have loved that when I had a business that is what we need but to, but I think your whole perspective about using plans as a dynamic process is just so refreshing because we think about it as a document we need to get a loan and then it sort of sits and gathers dust and we never really revisit it and i think that constant back and forth of you know we thought we would do this and in what way did we actually reach that goal did we overachieve or did we underachieve and what would be the reasons why and i think just that whole mindset of using Every document you have is a working document, not as just something that's created once, could make a really big difference, and also can get us more comfortable with the numbers because we're looking at them more often we're you know we're just because whatever we leave on the on the table to gather dust, we get more fearful of and in this and in this environment, that really can't happen. Do you have any? parting words for our business owners during this particular time because this is very unusual and i know we talked about monthly and quarterly and yearly reviews should things be done a little bit differently right now starting now
1: yes absolutely And, and the first bit of advice is Start wherever you are. Don't step back and say, I can't do that. I don't know how to use that software. I don't know how to build a a spreadsheet. If, If you don't have a planning system today, get a piece of paper and a pencil and sit down with a calculator and start working. Start somewhere. And then next month, make it a little bit better. Next month, a little bit better. Do something. Otherwise you're, you're never going to uh, get it uh, under control. Now the other thing I think is the idea that without some kind of planning, uh, especially today, you are at risk of making a fatal decision at any moment. And you may not even know it for weeks or months or possibly even a year down the road. And by the time you look up and see it coming, it'll be too late to do anything about it. And the reason I say that is because six months ago, the world was a completely different place than it is today. Six months from now, it's not going to be like either one of those two. It's not gonna be like it is today, and it's certainly not going to be like it was six months ago. What is it going to look like for you? And how are you going to manage between now and then to make sure that whatever it is, it gives you a positive result? Because I promise you, if you assume the ostrich position with the head in the sand, uh, if you have a good outcome, it will be strictly and solely by luck. You have to take action and you have to understand what the results are going to be depending on what those actions are.
0: Right, and you know, we do hear speakers out there that are telling us to take action, but what is so different is that you're giving us the tools and we can't ask for more. Um, Fred Parrish, I can't thank you enough for being here, and we look forward to getting these downloaded materials, getting on that app, and seeing how we can create um, a more sustainable and successful business going forward, and I think that's wonderful. Tell me again how people learn about the times that you have open where people can go on and, and hear about questions and answers and things.
1: Well, here, um, what will happen if you go on and register uh, for the software, set yep. up a subscription, uh, the instructions will be made available. But, uh, and, and just want you to know, it will ask for a credit card, but you will never be charged. Uh, when you do that, when you set up your subscription, we get an email saying you just registered. And you will get an email from me saying, we just noticed you registered, would you like to set up a time to talk about this, go through the software, show you how to use it, and then we can make that information available uh, during that uh, exchange.
0: I love the idea that we're sitting in the New England states and our outsourced CEO, CFO, is Fred Parrish. I think that's just a, that's a killer. That's a real strategic advantage. Fred, thank you so much for your time and please stay well.
1: Thank you, Anita. You too. Okay.
0: Bye-bye.